They're everywhere, piles of them stacked up around the village hall. Chicken sandwiches, ham sandwiches, cheese sandwiches, tuna sandwiches, white bread and granary. Neat triangles with their crusts cut off. Little sausage rolls and bowls of crisps that people continually dip their hands into. They're scooping dollops of hummus or sour cream and chive onto their paper plates, murmuring politely over cups of half-drunk tea and tepid, bitter coffee. It's a sea of drooped shoulders, shrouded in black clothing. And then there are the four of us. Me, Reg, Zoe and Harriet. It always shocks you, death. Even if you know it's coming, if it's inevitable. You're never ready. Ever since her hand went cold in mine, I've felt as though someone has ripped me from my anchor, and now I'm just floating around aimlessly. I'm starved of oxygen. I can barely breathe, but I need to keep moving. It's the only thing I know how to do, and I have no idea what will happen if I stop. Mum wanted to be buried in Cornwall with my dad. So here we are, a service in the rain, a few polite readings, and now a village hall wake full of people I want to shake and scream at in the hope they'll tell me it's not real, that none of this is real. But it is. I know that better than anyone. Zoe has been in a corner since the moment she arrived, chatting with her best friend Harriet. Every now and again she glances at me and I can tell she's about to march over with wide eyes and ask me how I'm doing and whether I'd like to talk. The only thing that could possibly make being at your mother's funeral worse is having your only daughter look at you with eyes full of worry. You're supposed to be worried about them, not the other way around. Harriet is keeping her busy, chatting and filling her plate high with cake. She's a lifeline, Harriet. She's been a ball of energy ever since she turned up at my door for tea after school aged 11, with long gangly legs and streams of straggly red hair. She's kept her place at our kitchen table ever since. And then there is my brother, Reggie, the polar opposite of me in every situation. Today is no exception. His is the only laugh to be heard, ricocheting off the walls as he greets family members and old friends with slaps on the back, big, bracing hugs and jostles of shoulders. He seems to be doing a pretty good job of keeping it together. I'm the fourth piece of the puzzle, and I'm starting to wonder if I could slip out of the door without anybody noticing. I can feel their eyes on me, trying to find the right moment to lay a gentle hand on my arm and tell me how sorry they are for my loss. But I can't have that happen. If a single one of these well-wishing friends even cocks their head in my direction, I'll fall apart. So, instead, I focus on the sandwiches, and I'm doing a pretty good job of coping. That is, until the instantly recognisable glissando of Abba's dancing queen slides through the speakers, and I rush off to hide in the toilet, where I sob into my sleeve, feeling like I might vomit. Three minutes of allowing myself to drown, 
then a deep breath, a splash of water to the face, and back to the sandwiches. I think it's about time I restocked the coronation chicken. <laughs>